Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first edition of the Female Footy Focus podcast, a brand new podcast on the AFNL Podcast Presents Family, which, of course, you can check out on Spotify and on iTunes. My name is Josh Ford. I will be the host of this podcast for pretty much the rest of the season. I, I can't do this all by myself. Alongside me, I've got Ryan Long. Ryan, it's always a pleasure. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, no, a great idea with this. I mean, it's it's great to see how far the uh, Women's League has come in the last three to four years, and now it's about time that they have a bit more spotlight in the media. So, yeah, I'm glad to be a part of it. And you, you did a fantastic uh, job with Jared on the weekend. Um, so it's good to see some broadcasting for the, for the women's game as well. And, yeah, happy to be here. Thanks, Josh. And it is great that we are increasing the media in the EFNL women's competition, of course, sponsored by Deakin University. Thank you for those words, Ryan. And my third co-host for this week, it's Blake Tennant. Blake, welcome to the podcast and welcome to the media media team too. You recently joined it as well. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Thanks for the opportunity as well that you've given me. Um, yeah, as Ryan touched on, it's incredible to see how women's sport, not in, not just football, but of course, basketball and you know, every sport in the, uh, that uh, females do play, it is growing and um, I'm very excited as well. And also coming in as well, the media, that women's sport is coming. And I think in the next five years, it will be uh, pretty much competing with you know men's footy as well in the general. So, uh, yeah. It is very exciting times indeed, and it's great to be. It's great that you're part of the the media team now. We'll we'll talk about what this podcast is, is about. It's so it's basically talking all things as alluded to at the top. It's talking all things Eastern Football Nepal League, Deakin University, women's footy. We'll be recapping results from Premier Division down to down to Division Four, and uh, we'll be also looking to a week to the week ahead in in the Eastern Football Nepal League women's competition, and we'll have an interview. We'll We'll usually have an interview in the middle this week. Of course, this week we'll have East Burwood coach Ali Rock as our interview, following their win in their first ever game as a with a women's with a women's side um, against against Coldstream out at East Burwood Reserve. But and of course the women's competition it's just gotten even bigger. So this year there's five there's five divisions. There's six competitions. Premier Division it's been split two. Premier Division you've got the top Premier Division and Premier B with five teams each. And then you've got, of course, divisions one, two, four, one to four, but we'll talk about the top, top premier division, premier division, a we'll call it. And a couple of very lopsided results on, on the weekend. The first, the first one that pops up is the Eastern devils against Vermont. Now the Eastern devils, of course, they've come into, they've come into the league. uh, They've come into the league this year alongside another Premier Division side, Mount Evelyn. We'll touch on them a little bit later on, but it was the Devils who comfortably defeated a Vermont side, which was very highly, very highly rated as well this year. The, the Devils they finished off quickly with a thirty-eight points to six final term. Uh, they won by sixty-eight points, 12-16-88 to three-two-twenty. Uh, a very impressive performance. First up from the Devils, Ryan. Yeah, it was. And I spoke to Jason Cridlin, the coach of the Devils, um, in the preseason. And look, they've been pretty excited about coming across to um, the EFNL. Um, talked about how it made sense on a, a strategic level that, you know, geographically that it fits well um, in the East. So obviously it, it works well being in a, in a Premier Division club, a Premier Division uh, league where, you know, they've had so much success. I think in, I think they won a couple of premierships in Division One. 2017, 2018, 
Um, and they've come across with, you know, a lot of confidence. Uh, they played South Croydon, I think, in a practice match. And, you know, if I'm, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they won that as well, which is also impressive considering South Croydon's uh, performance last year and then this year again today. Uh, sorry, on the weekend, um, beating Fentry Gully quite comfortably as well. So, um, you know, it, it's probably the perfect start to the season for them. Um, they had a couple of inclusions. Uh, Ashley Allsop um, from... Uh, Chernside Park, Nick and Sell, you know, kicks kicks three and is arguably one of their best players um, performing. So, you know, they, they've, you know, started off as, as well as you would have liked and against, you know, a Vermont side that I think a lot of people would have fancied to, to be up there this year. Yeah, and Blake, how disappointed will Vermont be about this result? Given it was a bit of hype about their women's side, you know they'd gone they'd gone a couple of inclusions this year, including a team of the year member Renee Renee Johns to the side. Do you reckon they'll be disappointed with how lopsided it was as well? I think they would too, because um, obviously you touched on before they, you know, were into the into coming into the season with high expectations, and you know I don't think anyone would want to be zero and one at the start of season. So I think yeah, as you touched on, they got a few members of the team of the year, and you know, obviously you know no one probably expected that the result to happen. So it just shows that if you're not on your game, then um, you obviously the other team might uh, get you. So yeah. Definitely. They are some interesting inclusions. Sorry, Josh. Um, yeah. You know, obviously Renee Johns was, I think, a premiership captain at uh, Blackburn and they, they pinched a couple from there, which is, you know, uh, considering Blackburn last year were were undefeated in Premier Division. Obviously, they've lost a lot of players now, but, you know, they've also got Jess McKenna, um, uh, Kiara Reid. So they've, they've picked up well. Um, and then obviously alongside players like Holly Cullen, um, I think one of the, best and fairest league last year so you know it's a it's a pretty strong side and I don't know if they all played on the weekend but you know you would expect them you know to have a, a really good year so I think that sort of speaks to just how uh strong of a side uh, the Devils are yeah and they are coming from a very strong league too you know the Southeast Women's Football League you know you've got Coburg and Frankston different different teams from all across from all across Melbourne and yeah it's a, it's a very good win to kick off their Eastern Football Nepal League campaign and we'll touch on another one of the Eastern Football Nepal League side well new Eastern Football Nepal League sides Mount Evelyn they took the drive down the Dandenongs to Belgrave South and took on SBL Wolves who who were missing a couple but the the Mount Evelyn they got a really massive win 80 12 11 83 to 2 5 17 and Blake you couldn't have asked for a better start for Mount Evelyn yeah of course I'm um, coming into the competition you know uh, you don't know what to expect of course but to come up the way they did and you know to get that big victory um as you touched on before and like to win by what was it 63 points or something like that um yeah, that's a big win uh, to go to come up from you know where they've been. Obviously in the AFL out of East, um, and to come up like that, that's a that's a pretty good uh, win. And also to um, set a statement, and also in the competition um, to the other teams that hey, we we may be from another league, but we're coming into your league, and you know if you're not on our best, and we're just going to turn up and um, get the four points. 
And they are, and they have started this week on top as well. So a massive statement from Mount Evelyn to kick to kick things off in Premier in Premier Women's and the other result as well. As you touched on, Ryan, the South Croydon comfortably defeated Furniture Gully as well. They won 14-3-97 to three goals to twenty. They ran away within second half, sixty four sixty four points to only the seven. For furniture, for furniture Gully, which is very disappointing, given how much scoring prowess they have, they didn't even score in the th- in the third term. And yeah, the 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 Bulldogs they went on a rampage, kicked 43 point, 43, 39 points in that final quarter as well. Team of the Year member Tanika Munn, she kicked five goals, a great performance first up from her. Taylor Black as well, she kicked four, she kicked four goals. This is a good win for this is a good win for South Croydon against. Well, a decent opposition in Ferntree Gully who performed well in first division last year. Yeah, exactly. And I think they only lost the one game last year, Ferntree Gully, to the to the basin. So obviously it's a, a bit of a step up when you come up to Premier Division um, and play a side like South Croydon, who, you know, probably has a, a really good opportunity to uh, make a statement this year, especially um, without Blackburn there. Um, Blackburn obviously was the, the dominant force last year. And then, you know, you sort of you had your your South Croydons and you and your Vermont. So, um, you know, obviously a great start. They've got, you know, plenty, plenty of players that can, can kick a, a decent, decent score. Obviously Martin with five, Black with four, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great start and they've got a lot of scoring power and it should be interesting to see how they uh, progress this year. Yeah, they were the true. They were the true challenges to 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 Blackburn last year, and yeah, they performed absolutely well. Did South South Korean, and that's that's a massive start to the season, a massive confidence booster. That game, what it was South Korean's home game, but it was out at Wally Two Reserves, so a bit of an a bit of a well a bit of a home ground advantage for Ferntree Gully, but that didn't matter for the Bulldogs and. Just touching on the basin as well. We'll go into Premier B now. They they were they were the away side at their home venue as well at, at against Baronia at Batterham Reserve, and they got it was a very close matchup between the two two, two rivals. The second match of four matches out at Batterham at the main overall Batterham Reserve, and it was Baron it was Baronia who came away with an eight point win nine seven sixty one to eight five fifty three. They started. The first half in very quick fashion. Six, uh, he led forty to eighteen at halftime. The Basin mounted a comeback, scored twenty-two points to only the seven in the third quarter. Third quarter, but they held on. Did Baronia and picked up a really impressive, a really impressive win, Ryan, against what was the benchmark in in Division One last year? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I really like what both clubs have done with their women's program, and and they're both mm-hmm. um, both with the two sides. So yeah, it was a great uh, atmosphere. Um, uh, down at the Bear Cave on Saturday, you had the two women's teams. You had the under, uh, oh no, sorry, not under 19s, but then you had the reserves and the seniors for the men's as well. So, you know, four games of the Anzac Day weekend, and the, obviously the two clubs have quite a strong rivalry. Um, but yeah, very impressive, Bronia and, and uh, Scott Nichols has taken this club to a, to a, you know, improving every year. I mean, uh, he talked about in the first season. I think you spoke with him, Josh. Um, yeah. About in that first year, they. You know, they were really struggling just to be able to score and, you know, they've slowly improved and now they're in Premier Division. And, I mean, you just want to, you know, you can look at last year. I think, you know, I've got the scores here, 60 to 6 and 71 to 28 in favour of the base in both times. So clearly is, a, a, again, a big step up um, for Bronia. And I know I understand that the, uh, the Basin have lost quite a few of their star players. Um, 
Yeah, so they've obviously lost a lot of talent. Uh, I think three or four from their top six or seven in the best and fairest aren't here this year. But um, it, I, I think it's a you know a big statement from Bronier and you know you look at you know Phillips and um, and Davison and Megan McCoon and these are the sort of players who played really well last year for them. And um, again, they were uh, in their best uh, on Saturday. Yes, they were, and Megan McKernan as well. She kicked the one goal. They had th- their three top goal scorer, Amanda Davidson, Rachel Slater, and Rebecca McMahon, both kicked two goals each. They had six goal kickers. But, like, they will take a lot of confidence out of this game um, heading into the rest of the se- heading into the rest of the season. And a lot of confidence as well next week, next week given they face a Whitehorse side coming off a bit of a rough loss. Yeah, of course. Uh, a lot of confidence as well coming in um, to the game as well next week against Whitehorse, who... You know who lost, of course, which we'll touch on in, in the show a bit more. But um, you know, obviously, they want to come into the game with high expectations. Obviously, they knocked off, you know, one of the forces of of the competition that you touched on. Um, so yeah, obviously, they want to start well, obviously, and hopefully walk away with the four points and um, yeah, go in the season two and zero and um, beat another force as well as Whitehorse, who are expected to be pretty good um, this year. Yeah, and I was out at out at Springfield Park for the for the Pioneers match against Donvale. You know that was the the Deakin that was the Deakin University women's match of the round, the first one ever. I was out there with Jared and the Pioneers. They 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 were t- the Magpies got out of the blocks very quickly. You know they led thirty to eight a quarter time and it could have been more. They missed a couple of chances and they had the game sewn up. Whitehorse in the end only kicked 30 points and Donvale comfortably won 8-15-63. And yeah, but like this will give their, this will down their confidence a little bit, Whitehorse, given how, how bullish they were on their chances. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. You know, Whitehorse will be not wanting to be zero and two. I'm, I'm sure no team wants to be zero and two. And you know, they Whitehorse have had big expectations coming into the year. And obviously, they had a tough loss. Uh, obviously, probably didn't kick straight, and you know what they probably would have expected. And um, and yeah, I'm expecting them to bounce back this week and hopefully get the win um, uh, this week. Yeah, well, Donvale didn't kick straight. They kicked eight goals, fifteen. The Pioneers they they kicked. A bit inaccurately, four goals, six. But yeah, it's a bit. It, it that that is a bit disappointing for the pioneers. Jasmine Damato, I, I was amazed at how well she performed. You know, she kicked the well. It was five goals. We thought it was four, but she kicked five five goals. Was named Domval's best on, and yeah, she she excited she excited very much. Most of her goals were on the run, eluding players left, right, and center. And Morgan Carn as well. For, well, for the pioneers, she kicked three goals. She was a bit of a shining light. Phoebe Joy as well. I Thought she was thought she was pretty good, you know. She, I, in my three, two, one, I voted her as my one vote, and yeah, she performed really well. But yeah, it's um, this it, is a bit disappointing for for the pioneers, Ryan. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's probably hard to measure. Um, Donvale came from from the Premier Division, I think. So I think they only had the the two wins there, and you, you never know when sides drop, and uh, you know, were they underperforming in the Premier Division, or was it just that? You know, maybe that just sort of speaks to the uh, how big of a jump up into Premier Division there is. But um, uh, you know, you, it is still it is still round one. So yeah, you you take the positives. They sort of fought back a little bit later on in the game, and um, you just got to just jump back into into training this week and hopefully um, in for a, a better performance next week against Baronia. 
Hopefully that hopefully they are. will now drop down to division division one and the, a very close game out at home out at home park between Beaconsfield and Park Park Orchards. Of course, Beaconsfield in their first ever game as well. Well, they moved alongside the men's side from the AFL out of East. I believe they were undefeated or undefeated for the entire Division One season, but they went down to Park Orchards. It was a very even contest from start to finish. Uh, it was tied at three-quarter time at 3-5, tw- 23 apiece, but yeah, Park Orchards, they kicked nine points to one, and that was what gave them the win. It's it's disappointing for Beaconsfield to, to lose their first game, even at, and especially in that fashion, you'd always hate to lose your first game when you when you've been in it for pretty much the whole contest Blake yeah of course um obviously you know obviously an eight point loss um doesn't really help and um it was obviously would be pretty tough um you know they want to come in first game um like the our like Eastern footy league first game you know you want to come into the game and thinking all right we're going to show everyone what we're what we're made of and um to fortunately lose by eight points yeah Park Orchards, they, they probably were the better side of the day. Um, obviously, with, you know, 4 8 32, you know, they probably had the ball a bit um, bit more in the, the uh, four fifty. So, yeah, big win, big win by the Sharks. And uh, I'm sure they'll be up and about for uh, this week coming up. It will be. But there was a Beaconsfield junior who, who, was making her senior debut and Sean as well, um, Ryan, Sean as well. Uh, Georgia Malcon, she kicked three goals, the only three goals for Beaconsfield in in your first game. It's great to see some of the younger players do, do well for um, do well in their first ever game. Yeah, you're right, and I think they've had a lot of focus on the youth that's uh, that's coming up, and because they they do have a few VFL players that they're not going to, uh, you know, you, you don't know how long, how much you'll see of them just because of. Uh, yeah, obviously playing VFL, that's a it's not a consistent meaning they're not consistently going to be in the side. So they do you do have to do focus a bit on the players that are coming up from their juniors and um yeah she, you know to kick three goals on debut is, is pretty impressive and they've got also a few others um but you know the, I mean they were well in that game uh, scores level at three quarter time you know it, it's a lot of sides in round one. Sometimes they struggle to to play out the full four quarters because it's been so long without football, and especially um, considering the last two years have been so interrupted, um, makes it even harder. But um, probably from a Sharks perspective, it's you know the thing they'll be most impressed with because they did have a, a couple of really uh, real tight losses last year. I think to the Wolves, um, Baronia as well, where that you know they had a few injuries and weren't able to quite um, finish games off. So you know, from a, a park orchards uh, perspective, that's a really impressive to be able to to run over the top um, away from home too. And you know, uh, home parks are a pretty pretty big ground, and um, it's a it's a hard ground to play at. So you know, they've done really well there. Yeah, that makes it even more impressive, especially given how both of their grounds, Stints Reserve and their main ground, Dominique Reserve, is is a lot shorter than than home parks. So, and yeah, like you said, they'll take a lot of confidence given that they lost some games pretty closely. But yeah, and yeah, they win this game in a close contest out at Morden Park. Uh, at Blackburn and Churnside Park, two sides in Premier Division last year, taking the drop to Division One. They faced off, and it was Churnside Park who who left Bourne Park with the win, one three nine twenty seven to one five and eleven. A very inaccurate game, but 
still a pretty decent, still a pretty, uh, still a pretty enthralling one. They, but they, it was a very close contest as well. Blackburn were down by nine points at three quarter, t- three quarter time, and but then yeah, the the Panthers they ran they ran over them, and yeah, this um this is a bit disappointing for Black for Blackburn. Yeah, they've lost a few, but they would have expected to take it up to to Chernside Park this year, Blake. This time this week, Blake. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, obviously coming down from Premier Division, it's you know you got to have uh, set a good example. And also, Chancellor Park uh, used to be a pretty good side uh, back in like the early days of the uh, senior women's comp. But you know, Chancellor uh, to held their own to well, as you touched on, to be nine points up. Was it by Chancellor? Yeah. Yeah, it was so up one nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was good that they can um, turn it around and, you know, take home a, you know, 16-point win um, and to, to also back themselves in and say that they can hold the momentum coming through and because, you know, Blackburn, you know, they're always they're a pretty good side um, in the women's competition and, yeah, it was good to see them get a, get a nice win after um, only up by nine and to win by 16 is um, even better. Yeah, it's very. It makes it even more impressive, and to keep them to only one point, as well, makes it even more impressive. And the other result out of Combi Reserve, it was a bit. It was one of a triple header between North Wingwood and Roville, and it was Roville who who kicked the Roville women who kicked off the perfect day for the Hawks. Ryan with a fourteen eight ninety two victory to four six thirty over over the Saints, and yeah, this is this is a very handy win for for Roville. You know, Catherine Catherine Bell. Caitlin Bell kicked four goals. Danielle Brotto three. Kate Cross kicked three. Rachel C. Rachel Seisman, C- Caitlin Taylor, uh, Bridget Woolhunter, and Jade Wise, who comes across from Blackburn as well. They were um that they were individual goal kickers. But this is very impressive and a very sh- sharp shooting showing from uh, from the Hawks, Ryan. Yeah, well, I mean they're flying at Roville. Obviously, the men's have started out of the blocks real well with two wins. Um, which would put us to a bit of a uh, couple of question marks over our choices. But um, obviously the women's are on, on form too early. And um, yeah, I mean, the goalkeeper is probably the most impressive thing. Bell, Bell with four, you know, cross. Uh, like there's clearly uh, quite a few that can kick a big score. And and I and I do really rate North Ringwood as a side. So, so, you know, to be able to do that against what I think is probably a pretty quality opposition um, is really impressive. I think North Ringwood came off the flag in in 2019 so last year was more of a a uh, almost a bit of a, like a feeling out year going up a division and now you know this is probably a, a chance that they can do something but obviously you know Roval of going to be a, a pretty hard side to beat this year definitely are and yeah it is still an impressive North Ringwood side but Roval will definitely take a lot of confidence and yeah they're flying high out at Seabeck Oval it's uh it's good to see the Hawks up and about whether that be in the women's program or the men's program in division two we had a couple of we had a couple of lopsided results there Surrey Park and Killsite this was the most surprising Killsite yeah they'd lost a couple but there was a bit of hype this year about them Surrey Park they bought in a lot there I spoke with their coach Steve Franceschi and he was confident about their chances and they get and he's very confident I can understand why he's very confident about their chances because they got a massive 11 16 82 2 to 117 victory over Killsite they kept Killsite score 
goalless for three quarters, uh, for three quarters, and for the first half too. And then they piled on thirty-eight points to nothing in the final uh, final term to get that seventy-five point win. This is a very mass. This is a very massive confidence booster as well for Surrey Park Blake. Yes, of course. Um, you know, I think yeah, they've obviously come in. Div two. Um, you know, uh, they've obviously. Knox, is it Knox? Or they, yeah, they played Knox, and uh, was it Knox? Yeah, they played Knox on uh, Saturday. Killsyth, Killsyth, Kill, sorry, Killsyth, sorry. Um, and you know, obviously Killsyth were pretty, pretty reasonably last year, and um, and to and to do that and to stamp their authority, like to kick eleven goals sixteen, that's a pretty good effort, and um, and to keep not uh, Killsyth pretty much goalless for the whole game pretty much and obviously they kicked one goal but uh, yeah that's a, that's a big booster for them they'll come in with definitely big confidence next week um, and yeah it'll be interesting to see how they go this week definitely will be and the most impressive thing about that Ryan they had an unbelievable spread of goal kickers they had nine on the day out of a possible 11 Chloe Mansfield and Ali Brennan had the most with 11 but you don't see that every day nine out of 11 goal kickers were individual goal kickers no yeah no I think that's always the most impressive thing when you when you when you see a stat sheet like that that the even spread of uh, goals and obviously you know to have to have nine different goal kickers and even with the, with the score of 11-16, there could have been a few more um, depending on accuracy and that. But I think it's just, you know, I, I actually thought the results were wrong when I saw it because, you know, if you looked at last year, it was a complete turnaround. I think um, uh, Surrey Park only won the one game, whereas Kilsyth were the biggest threat to Ringwood um, last year. And I think, you know, when they matched up last year, it was almost a, a role reversal. And I think it was a, a pretty similar score, story uh, score line with um, Surrey Park by, you know, roughly 70 points. So to, to completely, uh, sorry, by Killsyth by 70 points. So to completely flip the script there is, is really impressive. And um, they, I mean, you would think they must have kept uh, Felicity Nelligan quite, you know, pretty quiet. Um, she was a, you know, the league best and fairest winner last year. Um, the captain, she's uh, pretty influential when, um, when Killsyth get up and going. So, you know, I, you, you can't, you can't have asked for a much better start. Sorry, Park. Definitely could, and then a couple of other results as well. Uh, Heathmont, they they their weekend wasn't the greatest, and yeah, it was compiled uh, slightly compiled with a, a rough loss to to East Ringwood, East Ringwood five nine thirty nine to one five eleven, and uh, yeah, Heathmont they'll be a bit disappointed. They'll be a bit disappointed by this, Ryan. Given how East Ringwood they had their they had their struggles, mind you, in Division One last year, but yeah, they would have expected to take them up. They would have beaten out the blocks very quickly as well. 28 points to nothing in that first quarter. So a bit of a disappointing blow there at HE Parker Reserve for uh, for the Jets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, it really was probably the difference in the end to be jumped out of the blocks because East Ringwood only had another goal um, for the rest of the game. Um, so otherwise, it was a pretty even game. It was just that first quarter that was really the only difference. And you know, uh, they both had a chance to play each other, I think, in the um, preseason as well. So, yeah, look, but, I mean, East Ring have done pretty well. Uh, they're, they're, um, I think their preseason's been a bit up and down. I think they knocked off uh, knocked off Surrey Park and may have lost to Killsyth. Um, but, you know, obviously a lot with the preseason players, yeah, you're not going to have your, your full list there every week. So, you know, there could be changes in um, from a week-to-week sort of thing. But... Yeah, they've they've started off well, and um, uh, I'm looking forward to see how they go against uh, Montrose next week. 
will be interesting. And the other Division Two result as well was out of Montrose Reserve. Uh, the, the Demons, they went down to, to Knox very comfortably as well. Knox kicked 12-12-84 to Montrose. Two, two, they were straight. They kicked two goals and only and no behinds, 12. But, yeah, still a very lopsided result out there at Blake. Uh, it's a bit disappointing as well for the Demons. Yeah, obviously losing um, Katie Cameron is a big loss for the for Montrose. Obviously a uh, best and fairest winner last year for the Montrose. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, two goals. Yeah, they could have done a bit better, but, you know, completely outplayed by um, the other team of um, Knox, was it? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I've got kills off here, my bad. Um, anyway, um, yeah, yeah, obviously Knox. Um, control the game um, as well, and you know to, to do that, that that is impressive win by them. And um, yeah, we'll see see how both sides go competitively next week, um, this week as well, and um, also for the rest. You know, obviously Montrose will be a pretty young, reasonable side and coming through. And um, yeah, it, you know this could be a stepping point to see where they're at. And um, yeah, looking forward to um, coming coming up to next this week. Will be very interesting next week. Is very interesting next week as well, indeed. And we'll move on to Division Three now. Uh, we'll touch. There were two. There were three debutants. Uh, three new sides on the weekend as well. Uh, we had Mitchum Moorbach and Eastbuild. Mitchum Moorbach. They faced off against. They faced off against each other out at Walker Park, and it was it was the Tigers who kicked off a, a pretty good day for their side for for the club and they got their first ever win 7-10-52 to Moorbark's 1-3-9 they, they just kept chipping chipping at the lead a little bit those first three quarters uh, and they burst and then they had a massive last quarter 21 to uh, 21 to nothing and yeah it's a, a very impressive a very impressive win first up for Mitch and mind you mind you against the against the new against the new fellow new side as well but they will again take a lot of confidence out of this Ryan yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I, first of all, it's, it's great to see, you know, more clubs um, being able to field a women's side. Um, Mitchum and Millbark, uh, you know, obviously got really strong men's sides in, in Division One and now have a, uh, a, a women's team each is, is really good. And it's good to see that um, uh, for the Tigers' sake that they're in really good form. Um, they also picked up an ex-Eastern Eastern Rangers uh, ruckman, Jess Grace, which I don't believe she played. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think she's listed on the um, on the sheet there. So yeah, that's an extra uh, an extra player to come in who's really going to make an impact for the Tigers. Um, and and you're right, you know they you know dominated the game, especially in that last quarter. Uh, could have even um, made that to a bigger margin, but uh, you know that they'll they'll take that as a, a, a really positive thing for the club. And um, for Moorbark's sake, I mean, yeah, they're still you know. All, it's going to take a lot, a lot of clubs, you know, being able to field uh, good numbers on the training track and then into the games on a weekend. It, it does take, you know, more than more than a year for most most clubs. I mean, as we spoke about Bronia before, you know, their, their process it's been more of a you know four to five year thing. So um, yeah, it's it's nothing to to panic about, and it's just to hopefully be able to keep the girls with the with the group and um, keep pushing forward. 
Hopefully it is. Yeah, that's the main thing. And to get them to enjoy the, the game as well. Hopefully they had a good time out at Walker, Walker Park playing their first ever game. And the, the disappointing thing for Mitchum as well, Blake, was they didn't have too many goal too many goal kickers. You know, they only had the three uh, and all the Zamets. She kicked four goals. Uh, Caitlin Jennings had the two goals and Hannah Linnett was, had one goal. But do you think that might come back to haunt the, haunt them not having that many goal that many goal kickers in in what was a pretty comfortable win? Yeah, of course. Um, obviously, to kick wide seven goals, ten. Um, you know, think about that, that could be seventeen goals and you know, hundred points. Walk away with a hundred point victory. Um, yeah, I think it definitely would haunt them with uh, with a bit of goal kicking practice maybe this week at training and go back and. You know, hopefully get another big win next week. Um, and, yeah, hopefully see a bigger score than what they dished up um, uh, last week. Hopefully we, hopefully they do. And there's a couple of other results as well. Um, we'll, t- we'll talk with, as mentioned up, up the top, uh, we'll talk with East Burwood coach Ali Rock. Uh, East Burwood got the win, got the win there. Uh, it's a very impressive win for East Burwood, uh, for East Burwood Ryan, against the Coldstreams. Uh, against the Coldstream side, which was very, which had hopes this year. I spoke with their coach, Ben Gardner, and he had hopes they'd do well. But yeah, it's a massive win first up for the Rams. Yeah, it is. And um, I mean, uh, you look at the the goal kickers there, Cecilia, uh, you know, seven goal, is it? Uh, I, I can't pronounce that. Bold, Baldessar. Baldessar. I think it's something Baldessar. like that. Yeah. Jeez, a, ba- a bag of sevens, you know, very impressive up in round one. But, you know, look, they, they controlled the game uh, all day and it probably could have been a bigger margin if they didn't put the foot off the pedal in that last quarter. But 77-7, to seven, you know, three-quarter time is just is just massive. And, um, you know, they'll take a lot of confidence uh, going into next week, that's for sure. And the other result as well, out of Fair Park Reserve, that was a bit of a later start due to the men's having that twilight, a twilight game out there. It was Croydon North, who, who will be a side looking to build on a pretty promising season last year. They've lost a couple of their better players, but they picked up a very impressive win, 9-15-69 to 2-3-15. Again, again, only the three goal kickers, but they'll still take a lot of confidence out of this one, Blake. Yeah, of course, Croydon North uh, will be definitely um, to kick nine goals for 15. Yeah, a bit in, in, inaccurate, but definitely next week, uh, I'm pretty sure they, they'll they bounce back with a nice another win again. I'll, I'll see them winning next week. And obviously, Fair Park um, struggled a bit, as, as you can tell, with the score. Um, but, you know, it, you know, it's probably the start of the season, first round in, and, you know, expectations are there, but... I'm pretty sure they don't want to go zero and two next week. That's for sure. I think I don't think they'll want to go zero and two. They will face these build next week, and we'll touch on that a bit later on. But we'll move on to fourth division now. These these sides are pretty much uh, reserve side to some of the premier division sides. We had the Basin. They defeated. They comfortably defeated Baronius second side, one hundred and twenty-two to fifteen. This is a, a pretty impressive win for for the Basin for the Basin reserves first up run. Yeah, it is. It probably shows off uh, just how much depth they do have. Um, yeah, obviously they lost a, a few of their talented players in the one side last year. Um, but you know they've had great numbers at training, um, and that's just improved. You know, it's all, they're trying to get to to where they were a few years ago. I think in twenty nineteen when they had you know, a, a really really strong program. Um, and then for Bronia's sake, I, I, they've had about nine or ten new players come to the club um, that were playing their first game. 
uh, with the group yesterday, uh, with the group on Saturday. So, you know, again, that's a, it's a, uh, a progress thing. And it, it's just good to see that um, the club's been able to field two sides. And there's, there is a really great, great culture at Bronia that, you know, I've, I've been down there for a few of the women's games last year. Um, and it, it's great to see, you know, a lot of the times, you know, the men's will stay back and, um, and, and, watch, and watch the women's games and vice versa. And it, it's, it's really good to see. Definitely is good to see. And Patricia Boxall as well. She kicked nine goals in that first game. So a very impressive goal of goal haul there. But Blake, it's not every day you see nine goals kicked. Yes, definitely, if that's for sure. But nine goals in a you know pretty convincing win. That that pretty much shows, you know, that they were trying to use her in um, in the ground. And obviously, nine goals is a big day out um, down at the 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 Bear Cave. Um, I'm sure they would have they would have exploded to see her kicking nine goals. So um, pretty pretty impressive stuff there. And uh, let's hope she continues her great form into the year. Yeah, and pretty impressive considering the fact that it was eight 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 fifty. It was a, a bit of a cold a cool day, but um, yeah, it's um, it's a very impressive win. And uh, well, the other results as well. SBL Wolves, their second side, they got close against South Croydon, but the, uh, South Croydon deadly accurate seven goals, one to forty three. Um, it's a very imp- that's very impressive um accuracy there, Ryan. They've had a, a really strong uh, culture at the club with the uh, the Premier Division. Uh, side and then the seconds as well so I think they're going to be one of the favorites to um, take out the flag this year and Eastern Devils as well their reserve side picked up a a 40 point win against Vermont's reserve side 57 to 17 inaccuracy again from them they had 15 behind Spike but yeah it's um, still they they didn't win a game last year did their reserve side in the SEWFL but it's a lot of this, this brings a lot of confidence for the group yeah, it sure does. Probably be a, a bad week for Vermont, to be fair. Um, obviously, two losses in the, in the thing. We don't really see that by Vermont. Um, they have two losses in a row but with both teams. But obviously, a lot of confidence for next week. To, to beat Vermont is never hard. And um, it, it, uh, it shows that... Um, that, you know, they've, if you play hard and, you know, you know play well, you, you would always win. And I guess that's what they did to win by a margin of pretty much 33 points, you would say. And, um, yeah, it's um, yeah, good to see. And that is all the results from the past weekend of um, EFNL Women's Action. After this, well, Ali Rock, she recently chatted with me and it was a great chat with her but here is my here is my chat with Ali Ali Rock on the other side of that we'll be chatting all th- we'll be chatting about the week ahead in the in the EFNL women's competition welcome back everyone to the female footy focus podcast where on the line now we have East Burwood senior women's coach Ali Rock following their first win on the weekend against against Coldstream uh, Ali great to have you on the program and congrats as well on your first win in your first game Thanks, Josh. It's uh, it's great to be here and uh, and chatting about round one and uh, certainly an enjoyable one for uh, for us as we uh, yeah had a great win against uh, Coldstream who um, you know were I thought they the, the, the scoreboard didn't really reflect um, you know the the pressure that they did also apply to us. So, uh, but it was fantastic to, to get the win across the board. So that was one of my questions, actually. Did you expect it to be as lopsided as it was against well, a, de- a decent Coldstream side who had made some improvements this offseason as well following their first season last year? Yeah, I mean, we really didn't know what to expect, uh, given the fact that we 
our brand new team and uh, we've been working really hard behind the scenes in uh, in recruiting and uh, getting the, the team up and ready for round one. We really didn't know what to expect and uh, we've got about oh, 20% of our list, you know, have not played regular football before. You know, oh, wow. some of them showed up yesterday uh, on Saturday for their first ever game of football and, uh, you know, we just were so, so proud of uh, their effort and their work rate and uh, and how they played. So, look, it did take me a little bit by surprise um, score, but certainly uh, a confidence booster, particularly for our, our son that's got a lot of varied abilities. Definitely is a confidence booster as well, especially in round one. You always want to get that first win on the board early on. And yeah, you did. Um, and you must, you're probably going to be over the moon as well for, well, for the next couple of days. Uh, will it be focusing on, on your next matchup against Croydon North um, from, from tomorrow onwards or still celebrating the victory as well? Yeah, that's right. Obviously, um, you know, looking looking to next week, uh, we can see that Croydon North also had a, a pretty comfortable win. And so it'll be, it'll, I'm really looking forward to the matchup and just to really sort of see uh, how we go against another club um, that has obviously displayed a really good win. Their confidence will be up and um, and their belief in themselves. So I think it'll be a really great opportunity for uh, for East Burwood to, to go out again and uh, and see what they can do. And if you do win there, yeah, it'd be a, a bit of a, another statement as well from you guys. Now, you had you had one goal kicker, Cecilia Baldessaro, who, of course, I'm assuming played with you out at Marcelin. She kicked seven. Were there any other performances and that stood out to you that includes Cecilia's as well? Yeah, look, it was obviously just a fantastic up, uh, effort up forward. Sort of uh, mentioned at the start of the match, just some things that we can try and do and incorporate to create some forward magic. And the girls really stood up to it. You know, we had some fantastic scoring opportunities for Cecilia, or who we call CC. Um, <laughs> we had some great opportunities, and that was from the work rate of our midfields and our half forwards providing some really good scoring opportunities. So, uh, Michaela O'Brien was able to, uh, you know, force that ball forward many a times. Um, even Sarah Jones, who plays along the half forward line, was uh, was able to hit up the hot spot and get a couple of goals herself. Um, you know, our ruck work between Maggie O'Shaughnessy and uh, Jessica Mattioli, also known as Franco, just again providing some really good work rate and uh, one, two, three, four efforts in a row, which just kept forcing that ball down our forward 50, which then just, just allowed that magic to take place with CC and, and a few of the other forwards that I thought just worked together and, and had a really good dynamic down there. Well, when you kick 14 goals and have 95 points too, it's a pretty, it's a really strong forward line and a great dynamic, but great to see those contributors all over the board. Now, were there any of the new girls, well, any of the new girls who hadn't really played footy that stood out to you as well? Look, to be honest, every single one of them, it's um, it's it's quite a nerve-wracking thing running out onto a footy field when you've never played it before and you, you've got this, this idea in your head of what it's going to be like or what it could be like. And I just think, you know, to, to have that belief and confidence in your teammates to run out, um, you know, I was just so proud that they were all willing to, to get out there and give it a go. And and then when they did so, you know, some really, really great learning opportunities came their way. And uh, that's what I sort of emphasised to the girls that were running out for the first time, that 
this is really about learning and, and, you know, we don't expect you to know everything, but at least this is a platform for you to learn the fundamentals of football and uh, and have a bit of fun whilst doing so. So, look, I, I have to say all of those girls did a remarkable job and uh, really looking forward to see their confidence uh, grow as their experience also grows. And that's the main thing, having fun as well. And it's good to see mm. that they um had had a good time as well and did really it did really well. Of course, it of course, yeah, it is a team performance and great to see great to see them being performing well. Now, is it, you said this win was a confidence booster. Is it also a culmination of all the hard work that uh, that the Rams women's have put in during the off season? Look, I'd say it's definitely uh, it definitely has contributed. There's been a lot of work behind the scenes, both. Um, you know, the club support has been overwhelming and their their support and patience for us to, to get a team up and, and they, they want it really, really bad and they've um, they've helped us incredibly do that. But um, yeah, we have we've been training for a long time. We've been recruiting since last November. Wow. And um, you know, to be able to get a team on the park round one, I'll be honest, uh, you know, early early this year, it was touch and go, sort of, are we going to get the numbers? Are we going to get there? Mm. And um, we've been able to pull it all together with the girls doing some recruiting as well. Like every every single one, players, the club, the coaching staff, uh, with myself and Charlotte Marnie, we've all sort of put together this team effort to, to get a team up. And um, and really the focus of yesterday was just to, to get some of the fundamentals right. Um, and, and, and to learn how to play play together because uh, we, we, we didn't have any practice matches or anything. Oh, wow. Um, again, that was sort of just because we were really getting that team together um, and, and focusing on getting the numbers. Yeah. And so yesterday was really just a let's go out there and give this a try and practice what we've been, uh, you know, focusing on the training, which is really just the, the fundamentals and um, and the rest will sort of come as we get out there each weekend. Well, that's promising when you haven't had any practice matches that you're winning by, uh, that you're winning your first game of the season by that much. But um, now, of course, you mentioned this was, a, is of course, a new women's side, getting it all together this this off season, how much have you know you and the girls enjoyed working together in a different a different environment? It's been great, you know. I think community sport is is so important. I mean, particularly after sort of our uh, two years that we've just had, you know, in and out of sport and finals not being played last year across a lot of community um, clubs and leagues, but. To have uh, to have the start of the season and the preseason for these girls is just just fantastic. We've got a lot of um, country girls as well who oh, wow. have moved to Melbourne to pursue uni, and I think having a a club and somewhere that they belong and somewhere that they're affiliated to as they as they come to you to Melbourne is really really important. And you can see those girls really enjoying themselves and and, and enjoying being part of a club environment and that sense of belonging in a pretty new, um, I guess, environment for them being being new to Melbourne. And, yeah, pretty much uh, if you're coming from the country and you've got your uni family, of course, but you've always, but your, foot, your footy club is always is also a family as well. So it's great to see them settling into the club as well. Um, and now this is, of course, your first coaching role as well. You recently played with Marcelin between 2017 and 18. Of course, you're at Whitefriars as well. Have you enjoyed... Um, this coaching role and teaching what you've learned um, from footy, different footy programs over the last few years? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, I can't believe how much I am enjoying it. I, <laughs> I am, uh, I'm loving, I'm loving the, 
the, the change of scenery from obviously a player to a coach. Um, <clears throat> being a being a teacher, I kind of you know I know a lot of uh, of coaching is based on on, on building relationships, mm. and if you can take the time to build positive relationships and build a, a positive culture, then um, you know good things will typically follow. So I guess my main thing is just trying to set a real positive and encouraging environment and uh, and allowing the girls to have fun and play football. But I, I am enjoying the different change of scenery and yeah. um, trying to put forward some of the things that I've learned uh, playing footy and, and some things that I've learned playing other, other sports as well um, in, in a sporting field. Mm-hmm. And do we, and yeah, that's good to see you having a lot of fun because it can be a bit tough coaching, especially a new side, but good to hear. And, uh, and finally, um, do you expect good things as well, especially after, especially after this win, this win on the past, past weekend? Um, hard to tell at this stage. Obviously, you know, massive confidence booster and a lot of belief for the girls and what they can actually do and achieve together as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's just as a new team in a new division, I guess after we've sort of played most of the most of the teams and, and, and sussed out our opposition, I think we'll have a bit more of an idea. I know that there'll be, there'll be good weeks like we've just had. There'll be mm-hmm. tougher weeks. I have no doubt about that. Um, and it's just about learning as we go and adapting and being able to improve week in, week, week out. But as I said, it's, it's just nice to have a little bit of belief for those girls that, that they, they can achieve some success out there and, and most importantly, have a bit of fun. Definitely. It's nice to have that belief and yeah, always key to have fun. Well, that is, that is it. Well, thank you for very much for, for joining me on the female footy, fo- footy focus podcast, Ali, and good luck for the rest of the season as well. Really appreciate it, Josh. Thanks for having me on board. That was East Burwood coach Ali Rock talking after their fantastic win on the weekend against against Coldstream, uh, a very impressive one. But that, as previously stated, by seventy five points, really she she sounds very proud of the girls as well. Was we'll take a look into the next weekend into the next weekend of action in in Premier Division and Premier we'll start off with Premier A uh, out at Mount Evelyn Reserve we'll have a 10:40 a.m. kick well I believe that's changed now to 8:50 a.m. out at Mount Evelyn Reserve they'll face off against South Croydon and out at Vermont Reserve that'll have a 12:30 kickoff time uh, the Eagles they'll be looking to bounce back and SB, and the Wolves will be also looking to bounce back out of Vermont Reserve. Uh, we'll start. We'll start with you, Blake. Is uh, which one of those fixtures stands out to you the most? Oh, definitely the Mount Evelyn uh, versus South Croydon game. Um, obviously, they had two big wins uh, both sides. So you know, it's you expect you know both sides to be full of confidence, and you know they'll both smash pins too. Like I think uh, pretty conventionally. Both sides had a big win. So, obviously, that's probably the two best uh, teams of the round last week. So, we be interested to see how these two go, uh, teams go ahead this week out at uh, Mount Elfin Reserve. And, Ryan, which one stands out to you? Is Are you going to stay with Blake or will does the Vermont at Wolves one pique your interest as well? Um, yeah, no, I definitely agree with Blake. I think the... Uh, the, the two heavy hitters in South Green and Mount Evelyn, um, you know, I think for us, there's probably a lot of uh, unknown of uh, how good Mount Evelyn will be, considering it's the uh, first first year in the EFNL. But um, obviously a, a massive win last year against a, a really highly rated side. 
Um, and, you know, they're going to go up against a South Korean outfit that has obviously a lot of depth with their their other side in um, Division 4 as well. Um, but, no, yeah, also Vermont South South Belgrave looks like a, a good battle too. Obviously, yeah, uh, the Wolves were in a grand final a couple of years ago, I think in 2019, and then uh, last year they are probably – they're probably uh, probably a little bit inconsistent, but their best footy was was really really good. And you had like players like um, Olivia Flanagan, who I don't think played uh, last week. Um, you know the ex uh, Hawks VFL player. Um, so obviously they've got a bit of out, a few outs, and um, uh, Vermont does. Ver- Vermont's had such a big off season, so probably you know I'm, I'm really looking forward to see you know which side responds um, from from the week before. Yeah, and Olivia Flanagan as well, and and Nicole Colmack as well. She was one of their better players. She they're now both on the Sun Saints VFLW list. Sun Saints, of course, aligned with the St Kilda AFLW lineup, and they're getting plenty of action down there, which is great to see. In Premier B, is in Premier B uh, out of Donvale Reserve, we've got the Magpies facing off the against the Eastern Devils. A, a bit of a crossover fixture. Eastern Devils are listed in Premier A. Donvale believe their Premier B side and and out of Tormor Reserve as well, Baronia and Whitehorse Pioneers, they'll face off against each other when a matchup between a side coming off an impressive win and a, a side coming off a tough loss and Ferntree Gully, uh, Ferntree Gully and the Basin as well, that'll be out at Wally 2, at Wally 2 Reserve, it's Ferntree Gully's home game this time, they'll be looking to take it up as well to a Basin side coming off Oh, a bit of a rough loss, and who they were, cha- who they were also chasing as well um, during t- during the twenty twenty one during the twenty twenty one season. Any fixture that stands out to you guys there, Blake? I'll kick it off with you again. Oh, definitely the Pavonia the uh, Whitehorse. Uh, I think that game, you know, obviously Whitehorse had big expectations, and you know, obviously they would have had a tough loss, and you know. It was- Probably a bit hard for them during the week, but I feel like they could bounce back this week and you know maybe take it up to the Hawks and see what they where the Hawks are really up to this year. They could go two and zero, and I'm sure Whitehorse don't want to go uh, zero and two. I think that's uh, probably a good game that's uh, going to shape up to be. And Ryan, which fixture stands out to you? Um, oh well, obviously I'm I'm really excited to see how uh, Brown you go. Um, uh, hopefully you know, for their sake to be able to go to and over. But uh, I think also the, the Ferntree Gully, the Basin game, um, I think if the season played out last year, we were probably looking at the the potential grand final between those two sides. Uh, you know, the only loss that Ferntree Gully did have, I think, was against the Basin. Um, so obviously the sides have changed a bit. You know, the Basin have lost a lot of their star, a lot of their star power. Um, so it'll be interesting to see just how, you know, if they can really compete with Ferntree Gully, um, uh, this weekend, which is so yeah, I'd I'd say probably still that one is you know the 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 game of the round. I think we're lucky enough to do the broadcasting for that game this week on the Saturday. So yeah, really looking forward for that one, Josh. Yeah, and keep an eye on that as well. I believe that is the fixture for well, the Deakin University women's match of the round, Fertry Gully in the base. And of course, as you mentioned, Ryan, this was probably a grand final preview. And yeah, two sides coming off losses and looking to bounce back. It, it should be a really enticing duel. And of course, before the the massive well men's clash, especially for the for the Fertry Gully men's side against against Warren Dyed, that that'll be that'll be. On the that will be on the on the that match will be streamed on the EFNL Facebook and YouTube Facebook and YouTube page in First Division Park Orchards. They're they're, they're going to have the buy this week. Uh, Beaconsfield and Blackburn that'll be out at home park Ringwood. 
They had to buy in the first round. They'll play their first ever first division game against Roval out of Jubilee Park and North Ringwood and Churnside Park. Uh, they'll face off against each other out of Quamby out of Quamby Reserve. Uh, any fixture? Any fixture for you there that stands out, Ryan? Um, yeah, no, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to North Ringwood Churnside Park. I I think North Ringwood are, are going to respond. Um, obviously that's a, it was a pretty. Uh, a big loss for Roville on the weekend, but you know they've still got a lot of uh, quality players. They've done a lot of a lot of fitness over the off season. Um, they've been working with Robbie Nahas and the uh, the senior men of uh, North Ringwood um, uh, each week. Uh, I think on Thursday nights doing you know a lot of fitness work over the off season. So you know, look, I, I'd expect them to back it up. And also, I'm yeah, you know, I was really impressed with Chernside Park. You know, uh, they had the two sides last year, but. A lot of their top end talent um, uh, is not there this year. Um, uh, I think Allsop's one of those players who who uh, made the move to the Eastern Devils. Um, but so a lot of their players who uh, played in the Division Three side are now getting the opportunity at senior level, and you know they stepped up last week, and we'll be interested to see if they can do the same again this week. Definitely will be Blake. Any fixture there that stands out to you? Yeah, I think as what Ryan touched on, I think the North Ringwood Churnside Park game would be very good. Um, obviously, uh, both sides had a loss, and it'll be pretty good to see one of them bounce back um, this week. Uh, be you know, no teams, of course, uh, want to be start the season without a win, and uh, I feel like this game is shaping up to be you know pretty close contest down at the Combi Reserve, and uh, yeah, it should be an exciting game. Should be, and it's really good facilities out there now at Quamby Reserve. So it'll be a great day for for Saints fans who can get down there, and, and Panther fans who can get down there as well to watch to cheer their teams on. In second division, uh, East Ringwood they'll face off against Montrose. The, the Kangaroos coming off a, a good a good win away, and Montrose uh, coming off a bit of a loss. They'll, they'll face each other each other at East Ringwood Reserve at 10.40. Uh, Knox and Surrey Park, two sides coming off massive wins in the fir- in the first round. They'll face off at Knox Gardens and Kilsyth and Heathmont, two rough losses um, in opening round. They f- they'll face off out of Pink's Reserve. Uh, all those games will be at t- at 10.40 on Saturday. Any fixture, any fixture there that stands out to you, Blake? Uh, definitely the Knox B Surrey Park. Um, obviously, they had two big wins, so we're excited to see how uh, good the contest will be. Um, you know, tipping. You know, they had massive wins, of course, um, to start the season off. So I'll, I'll definitely say that is uh, my match of the round. And mine, which is your match of the round in Division Two? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Blake as well. The Knox uh, Surrey Park game. Um, you know, I, I've actually yeah really impressed with just how how dominant they were, so Park last week, and I'm sure they will um, impress you, Josh, as a uh, former player of the club. Um, yeah. yeah, no, they were, uh, they were really impressive. And Knox, you know, they had a really strong second half of the season after maybe a bit of a slow start. I think they won the last four out of five, and they were pretty uh, dominant on the weekend. Um, and also, I, I'm, I'm keen to see how East Ring would go against Montrose, see if they can make that two on the trot. Will be interesting, and yeah, of course, very happy since I am a Surrey Park man that they got the that they got the win, and hopefully their winning start 
can continue. And in third division, Mitchum, they'll have the bye this week after that first win and terrific first win at that. Out of Coldstream Reserve, uh, the Cougars, they'll face off against Nunawading in their first ever game for uh, for the Lions. Uh, Moorbark and Fair Park, two sides again coming off rough losses. They'll face off against each other at Heights at Heights Reserve. And Croydon North, Mlock and East Burwood, two sides, impressive winners in, in the first round. They'll be coming off, they'll be Facing off against each other in third in out at Hughes Park. All those games once again kicking off at tw- at ten forty. Any fixture there, Ryan, that stands out to you? Um, I think the I think the most uh, highlighted game there would probably be the Croydon North East Burwood game. Um, obviously both coming off big wins, both sides. Um, and you know, as you heard from Ellie Rock before, I mean, they didn't may not have even had a side for round one at at, at one stage, but you know, mm. they're they're flying now. Um, and Croydon North have a lot of diversity uh, in terms of age, from you know the younger younger players to to some that are you know thirty plus. So you know that's really good to see. But um, I'd also probably give it a, a quick mention to the to the Moorabark Fair Park game because um, you know obviously Moorabark's you know their first first year at the club, uh, first first year of the senior side. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if Fair Park if they if they played last year or not, but. Um, it's a good opportunity for one of those teams to get off the mark um, in 2022. Fairpark did play last year as well, and it definitely is a good way. This definitely would be a very good way to get there, to get to get to go one and one to start the season. Uh, Blake, any fixture as well that stands out to you? Yeah, I think as Brian touched on um, the quarter north East Bell game, both teams got off to a ripping start, and you know. Completely one-sided games, you would say. Definitely uh, a couple uh, hidings down there as well. And, you know, I reckon that's shaping up to be a good game. Um, personally, and, you know, obviously with a, with a home crowd down at the Rams, with the Rams, um, uh, it would be pretty good to see um, Corey North go. It will be definitely impressive to see how they go. And, yeah, it should be a very enthralling duel out there at Hughes Park. And in fourth division, uh, Baronia, Baronia, their seconds, they'll face off against Eastern Devils at Tormore Reserve. That'll kick off at 8.50. The Basin and South Croydon, they'll face off against each other out of Batherham Reserve. And Vermont and SBL Wolves, they'll face their seconds as well. They'll face off at Vermont Reserves. Any fixture that stands out to you there, Blake? Yeah, I think the the Basin South Croydon game to me, I reckon that that'll be a good game to have a look at um, for sure. I think Basin Basin went, uh, had a good win, and I think South Croydon had a good win too. Um, obviously, Basin yeah had a very conceding game, and South Croydon just got over the line. But you know, obviously, two teams coming in um, good form, so yeah, expecting to see that. And obviously, with the with the big Bear Cave Arena, should be a uh, pretty good uh, game to uh, have a look at. Always exciting uh, any matchup down at Batherham Reserve, as you saw earlier in the year, Ryan, when to, when the Basin and the Ringwood men's sides got to face. Any fixture that stands out there as well, Ryan? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, personally, I'm again, I'm. Uh, obviously, they'll see how Baronia go. Um, I think that may that may struggle again with you know the Eastern Devils. Clearly, have got a, a a lot of depth from their from their um their Premier Division side as well. Um, but yeah, I think I I think Blake's right. The the Basin South Croydon game does look like the the big fixture of of the three matches there. I think South Croydon won eight of their last uh, eight of their eleven games last year before the season uh, ended prematurely and. Uh, you know, they had some really big scores. I think against Bronia last year, it was 
uh, north of 150 points. So obviously a, a very, you know, a, ve- a very good attacking side and the Basin were able to do a similar thing to Bronia um, on the weekend. So I expect probably a bit of a high scoring battle and it might may turn into a bit of a shootout. Should be very exciting out there, and hopefully it is a bit of a shootout with plenty of straight kicking. Well, that is it for the very first edition for the Female Footy Focus podcast. Uh, Ryan, Blake, it's been great to talk all things women's footy in the eastern suburbs with you two. Yeah, thanks, boys. No, it's good. And um, yeah, Fentry Gully Basin, uh, hopefully yeah, broadcasting that on Saturday. Whoever's got that, that'd be good to uh, a good one to watch. And, um, yeah, looking forward to another week in results. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. And yeah, uh, good luck to all teams this week. And yeah, I think the, the game down at Wellington Reserve will be a ripper. So um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. And yeah. Keep a, and keep a close eye on that match. As, as said before, that'll be on Facebook and YouTube at 10.30 out there. And thank you all for, thank you to all who have tuned into the very first edition of the Female Footy Focus podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode two, again, talking all things, again, talking about the results from round two and looking ahead to to the next round of action. You can follow the EFNL Podcast Presents page on iTunes and Spotify as well. But you've been tuning in to the to the female footy focus episode. Five.